This is Yemen News. I'm Alex Williams. Today we have the pleasure of speaking to Abu Bakr al-Faqi. He's a Yemeni writer and translator based in Yemen who has worked for both local and international media outlets, including the Washington Institute for Near East Policy. One of the most recent pieces he wrote on exposed how both the Houthis and the Saudi-led coalition have been actively recruiting and using child soldiers in the Yemen conflict. Today, Abu Bakr will share with us more about this issue, as well as the importance of educational opportunities, which can decrease the vulnerability of children to recruitment by the warring parties. Welcome to the show, Abu Bakr. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much, uh, uh, dear Alex. Uh, uh, it's my pleasure to be here with uh, you in this uh, podcast. And uh, maybe tell me a little bit about yourself, uh, Abu Bakr, before we get started. Okay, uh, I'm Abu Bakr al-Faqi, a Yemeni writer and translator. I have been working in translation for uh, nearly uh, four years, as well as uh, working for several media, uh, local uh, media outlets. Also, I, I worked uh, some documentary uh, jobs for uh, some international media companies. Uh, based in London uh, and otherwise. Uh, thank you, thank you so much. That's great. Well, how did you, how did you first become a writer? Um, how did that begin? Well, uh, my history of being a writer goes back to my first years of university education when I uh, studied uh, English literature in my college. In fact, uh, I had a strong passion to practice writing and journalism even uh, before joining uh, the English department, the English literature department at the university. Uh, I firstly wanted to join uh, uh, mass media or, or, or uh, college in Sana, uh, the, the department in Sana, but unfortunately, uh, uh, that measure wasn't available in my city, in a uh, city. So I had some uh, challenges and problems to travel to Sana at that time. Uh, so I, uh, uh, I mean, I decided to uh, alternatively uh, join the English uh, literature department uh, as it was the, uh, the you know the closest major to writing and journalism. Then. Uh, when I, uh, I mean, uh, I think in uh, when I was in level two, I began practicing uh, translations and uh, journalism uh, and writing. I had actually many friends who are uh, journalists and writers uh, who actually supported me and who uh, 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 offered me the chance or the opportunity to write and to translate for some uh, Yem local Yemeni uh, news sites. So this was, I think, the beginning. Was there was there someone that was uh, the most influential person in your education? Well, uh, I have actually there are many many uh, people who have uh, given me uh, some help. But I I, I, I remember uh, uh, one of my teachers or uh, doctors in the university was uh, teaching us, uh, who is called Dr. Anis, was uh, actually teaching us uh, uh, literary subjects. He was always uh, talking to me uh, that I, I, sh I should be a writer, that uh, he saw me uh, best as being a writer and journalist, and he was always encouraging me 
to do something, uh, some writings and some and some works related to this field. He always support me, uh, supported me and encouraged me. I really thanked him. Uh, and the, his advice was so instrumental to my uh, future career. Yeah, it's great when we are able to have mentors and people to encourage us. Encourage us. Uh, you recently wrote an article for the Washington Institute on the impact of the war on education. Uh, yeah, on the impact of the war on education. Can you tell me more about that subject or, or help us to understand how young, how young people are either being saved from fighting on the battlefield because of education or they have an opportunity to, learn, to, to rejoin uh, education systems? Okay, uh, I can say I, I, I remember a story of a young uh, man, or a young uh, one, uh, who, who is uh, from my city, from F city, who, who would have gone to the battlefront, but he, uh, he returned uh, uh, because of an uh, education opportunity. Uh, I, uh, the, the story is, is for uh, a young, uh, you can say, a nearly uh, 20 years old young who was uh, so hardworking student school. Uh, his father and both his father and mother were teachers. They used to, you know, support him and encourage him to follow his study and achieve his dream of being a dentist. Uh, but when the government, I mean the UN-backed government, the Hadi-led uh, government stopped uh, paying the teachers' salaries, I think uh, nearly three or, or more than that, in the Houthi-controlled uh, controlled, areas, uh, his family lost their only income source, so he, he, he consequently found himself facing the unexpected responsibility of feeding his family as being the, the oldest uh, one in, in that family. As a result, we suddenly saw him giving an all of his previous dreams of uh, being a dentist, of uh, uh, continuing his higher education. Uh, he, he had to join the, the Hadi-backed government forces in, in, in the South in search of, uh, uh, of the money to feed his family with the, the money he, he would earn as a soldier. Later, a year of being a soldier, some relatives, uh, some of his relatives, promised uh, to support him financially to complete his study in case he, he abandoned battle and returned back to, uh, uh, to them, which actually he did. And now we saw him joining pharmacy departments at a private university in, in F City. So the, that opportunity to continue, to, to continue education actually worked. Uh, he abandoned the battlefield and uh, again uh, joined the education uh, and 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 uh, he is now a good student in the university uh, that's a great story and just to summarize for those listening you know, we had this uh, this one man in ib uh, his parents were both teachers but because of the uh, because the government stopped their salaries he felt like he needed to go to the battlefield for money and so he was there for a year, but then family members supported him so that he could return to his studies and return to his dream of becoming a dentist. And so that's really a great, you know, it's a great success story, but it also shows how education helps to keep 
the youth from the battlefields. You also, you also brought up the subject of uh, child soldiers in your last article, you know, both from the Hothis and the Saudi-led coalition. Can you tell us more about the subject of, of child soldiers from what you've been hearing and in, in reporting on? Uh, okay, uh, this actually I reported on, on this uh, subject because because it's uh, for me and for many Yemenis, it it is uh, so significant, which is uh, child soldiers and uh, uh, be uh, those uh, child uh, soldiers being recruited by both by both sides of the war in Yemen. Uh, the either the uh, Saudi and UAE uh, coalition uh, or, or by the, the Houthis uh, in their uh, held areas. There have many. Uh, there have been a lot of uh, stories talking about this issue. That the, the, uh, let us begin with the, the Houthis. The Houthis are uh, or have been uh, for years uh, recruiting children to fight in the battlefront. Uh, to but uh, to uh, I mean to to fight uh, uh, for their own uh, wars, and this was disastrous for the future of Yemenis. It, it, it is I mean it has been destroying uh, the future of generations of young of young Yemenis who have uh, always been uh, dreaming of a better life. So uh, I, I reported on this. Because of it, I, I saw it a necessity uh, to do such job uh, to report on this. Uh, uh, the the Houthis uh, used uh, their summer camps to, uh, I mean, in which they uh, they make some kind of a, a camps during the summer to the children or the school uh, students, and then they mobilize them with their courses and their. Uh, uh, culture, their own culture, and their own education uh, to prepare them uh, uh, mentally uh, before uh, before they are uh, before jo uh, joining them uh, or recruiting them directly in the battles. Uh, firstly, they promised them of non-combatant rules, but when they reach the the, the front. And the battlefield, they find themselves uh, at the middle or in the middle of the firing, the fierce classes. Many of them have been killed. We, we can see a lot. If you go uh, inside any city in, 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 in Yemen, you would face or you would, you would see uh, their pictures uh, in the streets, children. Uh, uh, they are so small to fight. Uh, their their best place is, is to go to school, not to to the battlefield. This is if we are talking about the Saudi-led coalition. Yeah. No, go ahead. You were also reported that the the Saudis that were accused of using child soldiers from Sudan. Can you expand on that a little? Yeah, yeah, exactly. There are, I mean, the, the media show uh, shows some, some footage uh, proving the, the presence of child soldiers, especially the Sudanese one, in the, the Saudi UAE-led coalition's uh, recruitment uh, camps. This has, been, uh, 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 this has been revealed recently. Uh, and uh, 
this has been a controversial issue that uh, uh, has, I think, sparked some outrage, uh, especially uh, uh, in the, the, the humanitarian organization. Uh, this was a problem, actually, uh, because, uh, I mean, the, the, the coalition, they accused the coalition of, uh, of uh, blackmailing those children. They are so poor, uh, desperately poor, they're being recruited to fight along the Saudi border to defend it from the Houthis. Uh, I, I mean, for the money, the, the, I mean, for money promises. They promised them of the money, so they exploit, let us say, they exploit uh, their, uh, their need for the money, the, their desperate situation, in order to, uh, to, to get them uh, to fight for the, the Saudi-led uh, coalition. Uh, and also several uh, humanitarian organizations have been warning uh, 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 from this, uh, they have been talking about this, uh, and several media report, uh, reports have actually talked over this issue, uh, 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 reporting child soldiers either by the Houthis or by the, the Saudi-led uh, coalitions. But the Sudanese, this was the, I mean, uh, uh, what has been, uh, uh, I mean, what has been done for the media. Also, in Yemen, we have, uh, the Saudi-led coalition, uh, uh, you can say, recruiting child soldiers uh, from uh, the northern areas like Taiz, like Eb, like uh, uh, those cities like Al Hudaida, uh, the, the, the coastal area, uh, uh, the coastal city. Uh, we, we saw lots of these cases, and then. We, uh, they have been killed. A lot of them uh, go to the battle in, uh, in the Saudi borders, to the Houthis, and they are killed. Lots of them have been killed or being injured uh, severally during battles. And do you think that, it, you know, do you think one of the problems is that there's not a third or third party organization that is, re that is reporting this? And that is documenting these and doing interviews with the families in order, you know, as you can imagine, the Saudi coalition is denying these claims. And so it seems that it's needed that there is more clear documentation of each one of these cases. What's your opinion about this? Exactly, exactly. I, I, you can say I totally agree with you on this point. We need a third party to document all of these crimes uh, uh, being, uh, be, being done uh, to the rights of, of those uh, child soldiers. We need more, uh, more work of the organizations. We need them to highlight on this fact. We need, uh, just as you mentioned, we need the, the third party uh, rule here. They, they, we cannot say uh, uh, this is, uh, you can say uh, this is uh, not found. It is something uh, we saw. I mean, the, the rule of organizations. We saw some some rules of them being practiced on 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 ground, but it is not that rule uh, expected by the Yemenis. We expect the human uh, humanitarian organizations uh, to do uh, uh, more than this, more than we uh, we are uh, seeing now, especially in this rule. 
Well, thank you for uh, thank you for uh, thank you for coming on on the podcast again. Uh, it's great to have you. It's always an honor to hear from people inside the country, as we can get a good opinion of what's happening around them. Um, and so, thank you so much for being on the show with us, Abu Bakr. Thank you. Great. Abu Bakr has just highlighted for us some of the intentional strategies that are being used by Yemen's warring parties to target children and mobilize them on the battlefield. He's also pointed out how more needs to be done by third parties to bring accountability to both the Houthi and Saudi-led government on the recruitment and use of children on the battlefield. Abu Bakr's reporting has brought attention to the fact that children become more vulnerable to recruitment as soldiers when their parents lose their jobs and are no longer able to provide for their households as well as when they have no opportunity to continue their education. These factors also increase our vulnerability to recruitment by extremist groups. When violent groups are intentionally targeting children for their own causes, an intentional response is needed to protect these children. In the international community, we need to demand that our government stop selling weapons and offering other support to parties that continue to use children in the conflict or attack educational facilities. Meanwhile, let's also look for opportunities to help reduce the vulnerability of Yemeni children ourselves. In the story that Abu Bakr shared, it was relatives who stepped in and provided financial support that brought a young man back from the battlefield to continue his education. Is there a young person we know who may be vulnerable or looking for a way out that we can help to get back in school? Let's also look to identify and support organizations that are already working to provide support in the education sector pay teachers' salaries, and get kids back in school? How can we help them to expand their work to restore access to education for more Yemeni children? Thank you for listening today. I'm Alex Williams, and this is Yemen News.